0: This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Hey everyone, welcome to Mercy Talk. I'm one of your hosts, Rachel Thomas, and I'm here with your other host, the wonderful Brooke Kills. Hey, Brooke. I
1: love it when you intro me.
0: I know. It makes me feel really good about myself. (laughs) How awkward I can make it. I love it. No, I like it. It's good. Good, good, because we are doing this thing. Well, we are in summer, which is crazy to think. It feels like we just got out of spring, and this year's totally flying by. All the parents are saying, Lord, give us strength Mm -hmm. between all of the schedules and trying to figure out how to make things work. But we're here. We're here for summer and we are starting a new series today. Um, we just finished our How Do We Respond series, which had a lot of important content. And even though it was really heavy at times, I'm really glad that we did it. Um, Brooke, how did you feel after we finished that? How did that settle with you?
1: Honestly, I was really proud that we did that. and yeah. I think I think you and Melanie came up with it i think we're at an empower and melanie said we were doing this series and she hadn't told me yet and so i'm in the back of the room and i was like we are (laughs) like and so i was really proud we did it it also made me realize i mean what a deep dive and i'll just Mm. pick on myself just even from like the mental health standpoint and all that we could have just gone so far for so long weeks yeah yeah and what also has been cool is my understanding that people have actually said how much it's been great for them yes. and helpful which i mean yes. really at the end of the day is why we do this yeah. you yeah. know so if everybody was like hey those aren't great i would quit doing <laughs> it so What's yeah so that was yes. really neat to to just get feedback of oh wow this impacted me yeah. and was helpful and encouraging or informational you know whatever yes. so yeah. yeah what did you think
0: no i agree i'm with you we've gotten about an email at least a week oh, which wow. um you know i mean it's not like flooding in but i think any <laughs> like guys can't contain all of the positive feedback, but I think anytime you hear just confirmation mm-hmm. that hard conversations were helpful, that's just you know reiteration that it was the right it was the right thing to do, and I'm glad we I'm glad we did it. So yeah. it was good. So actually, um, if anybody else has any other feedback or anytime any of y'all have comments for the show or even topics that you're wanting us to consider, you can send that to mercy talk at mercymultiply.com. Does not mean that. We will do those suggestions, but it does give us an idea of, of maybe what you guys are thinking, and we want to hear what would be helpful. So um, feel free to send those our way. But what we're going to be talking about for this month is we're going to be diving into the book, The Entitlement Cure, and this is by one of our favorite gentlemen. He's one half of the great duo. Uh, is that, say that right? Yeah. John? Yeah, yeah, that's right. John Townsend. Um, and did I say that? Is it Townsend or Townsend? I'm having trouble today.
1: Whatever you feel good okay. with. Towns- I think he's fine Dr. with John. whatever. And then, yeah, and then Cloud. <laughs> and that cloud. other half?
0: I can say Cloud because that's <laughs> there you go. so easy. Um, but it was funny because Brooke actually had the idea for this series. And she's like, hey, I got the book in my office. Check it out. And I I was like, that sounds great. Let me go and learn about what this entitlement cares about. <laughs> and so I have spent the last couple weeks getting educated on the entitlement cure and brooke is going to help us glean a lot of wisdom here because she knows so much more than i do on this but it is needless to say it has been very convicting yeah in a sense
1: (laughs) yeah this is one of those books that and 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 look if any of you know john townsend okay Tell him that I think he is wonderful and want to be his friend. Um, so what I'm about to say it comes from just a, an honest place. It is not an easy read. Yeah, It's a heavy book. But I think, too, it's because it's convicting in that way of like, oh, I've never thought about that. It, but it's not discouraging. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of, um, for lack of a better term, like paradigm shifts that yes. happened as I read it. I was yes. like, oh, I have viewed things this way. And frankly, thought I was doing pretty great at life (laughs) you know which I always assume I am and then I read something or hear something and go oh that's not good and so you know this was one of those books for me and then I can tell you it's funny I got this so before I ever worked for Mercy I was you know I, I knew some of the counselors in Monroe and I was you know running this addiction treatment center and uh Mercy was actually reading the book Oh, gotcha. And so one of them told me about it and then I read it and was like, well, we're going to make everyone read this. <laughs> everyone <laughs> yeah. Requires. And so it just kind of became a, an important piece of of the work that I've done. And, you know, and then, of course, being here at Mercy and oh, yeah. it just fits in beautifully. Yeah, so, girl. yeah, it's so
0: good. Yeah, it's so, so good. Um, And one thing that I've really like you were talking about uh, the paradigm shift thing, I think with entitlement, I like to think that this is a problem for other people.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, because we're the most humble people we know. Yeah,
0: absolutely, I mean, like Alan
1: Iverson, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like Lord, please give them humility. Um, it was like bless each child. So, what was really enlightening was that entitlement is actually a problem for more of us than we realize. Um, it's very common, and I, on pages twenty through twenty-one specifically, uh, Townsend actually has some very practical characteristics for detecting entitlement. So here, here we're like four, and if Brooke, if you have anything to add to this. Please, please do. Um, he said one was an attitude of being special, which I was like, okay. Then one, an attitude of being owed or deserving something. Ouch. Uh, a refusal to accept responsibility, which we have talked about before with extreme ownership and leadership as well. And then a denial of one's impact on others, which maybe at first glance you're like, well, I don't do those all the time. But we're going to get into this, and he talks about specific um, behaviors, whether it's, it's even making assumptions that your behavior, I mean, I'll just use myself for example, because this is, I mean, the Lord knows this is a weakness being on time. Okay. Most of the time I'm not doing it on purpose, but I have gotten to a place, I've gotten better. But in my mind, I'll think, Oh, well five minutes, like they'll, they'll understand. Mm-hmm. And even those little types of thoughts, yes, he's like, that's assuming that what you are doing is not going to impact somebody else. Right. Ouch! I don't like that. Yeah.
1: You know, it's funny because um, years ago when Scott and I were college ministers, we had this one kid and he was late for everything, you know, and he was great. And then one day I realized it's not because he's unorganized. It's because he doesn't care. Okay. Right. And, you know, yeah. the joke, like, I'm sorry, I'm late. I didn't want to be here. But there is a that's level a to that that's just true. true. Right. And I think, you know, we can hide it under being disorganized and don't get me wrong, like that can play a piece in it. Sure. Um, and I'll tell you what, this is me growing up. My dad was late for everything and it literally just, I want to get there early now. Like I cannot stand to be late, to be late, which then I got unorganized and then I was late to things (laughs) and I was very upset about it. It was an evil cycle. But yeah, I mean, I think that's, there are just those small pieces and I think too, for me, when I think about entitlement, it's that level of what do I think I deserve? Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know, everything shifts. Like you're like, Oh, I mean, I deserve five more minutes or I, yeah. you know, deserve to make this meeting go long or I just, des- you know, right. because we're covering important information, it's kind of whatever we can justify in our existence, totally. if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. And that, that's what kind of keeps it in check for me. Um. And, you know, and in, so entitlement's It's everybody like you just exist in this world and there's a level of it, whether you like it or not. Um, And it's, you know, it's the hot topic of the day and we can pin it on generational stuff. But it's it's all it's it's all the people, it's all the things, Um, you know, and, and really, I think it grows from from, you know, there are areas of like global entitlement, you know, out of a community or. Um, a culture or the way that you grew up, that sort of thing. But there's also the smaller areas, you know, uh, he calls pocket entitlement, Yeah. you know, which are the ones in my mind, we can just hide that away. No one knows, no you know, and yeah. just everyone can adjust to me kind yeah. of thing. And and I think most of us, if we thought about it like that, would be like, I would never. And I, I mean, obviously, you are such a great person and you would never you. be like yeah. everyone can adjust to me. I would. Right. Oh, no. I'm not as good of a person. Oh, so it's very Whatever. overt in those ways. But seriously, I think there's that piece of you know, but at the end of the day, our relationships and the environment we grew up in play a big role absolutely. in, like, you know, the levels of entitlement I yeah. think we're functioning in. So. No,
0: absolutely. And I think going back to what you said before about the justification in our minds um of just telling ourselves, well, I deserve you know, this X amount of time in the meeting, or, you know, I've had a long, stressful day, they can wait, or, you know, just these different things that have honestly becomes a part of, we hear all the time. I mean, I've said it quite a few times in different areas or, um, in different scenarios in my life. And I just had never seen that as, as a way of thinking I was owed special treatment, but that's kind of what it is, right? you know? Right. So yeah, that was, that was really convicting. Um, going back again to what you were talking about the way we grew up and even the way that like our communities influenced us john talks a, a lot about how that plays a part in our entitlement so it's not it's it's not necessarily just um you wake up one morning and you're entitled i mean we are sinners and so we struggle with pride and all of those things but he he did he does talk about your environment playing yeah, a big role yeah it's a very
1: systemic issue yes. yeah i mean you, it doesn't just Entitled.
0: Yeah. Entitled. (laughs) Yeah. You owe me. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so what I thought was really interesting is he talks about six different praise and reward problems. Um, yeah. With parents and girl, I was just,
1: (laughs) Oh no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. 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 Yep.
0: Like Jesus helped me in raising my children because I looked and I was like, Oh,
1: anybody wants to pray for us (laughs) as we read these right now?
0: Yes. Because I pretty much checked every single one of these. So here we go. Um, girl. And as we when we'll, we get done, I want we'll you talk, to break some of these. Look, down. I'm going
1: to, I'm going to, I'm going to justify it please, when we're done. Please, so it's okay. Fine.
0: <laughs> okay. So here we go. So one was, um, praising what takes no effort, praising, this is the second one, praising what is required, praising what is not specific. Oh, bless. I have, yeah. Um, praising what takes an ability and creates an identity, praising what is not based on reality. And then sixth is um, a lack of warmth for that environment. So that can add to um, somebody, I guess, creating that entitlement for themselves because they didn't get that love and that warmth that they needed from their family. But would you like to break some of this down for us, please? Yeah. I mean,
1: one of the issues is that we live – I'm going to just talk about kind of the present – is that we live in a culture that – there are a lot of people who don't want to make any effort, Yeah, you know, and so, or, you know, ki- like, so when my kid does something that's required, but he does it well, I'm just really happy that happened. Like, Hey, you're not a jerk. Right. So that's <laughs> yes. great. Yes. And so we, but we do have a tendency to over praise for things. And so there's not a level of just, you know, no, you make your bed because you exist in this world and should make your bed. Right. And even for me, I'll tell you, cause, cause my husband, he he's helped a lot with this and, um, But, you know, with Liam, he's such a great kid then I'm like yeah. you're great yeah. you're fine you know and I'm hard on him in other ways you know sure. but some of these things like um, but you know I, I one of my first jobs was you know being an ABA therapist for kids mm. with autism and so it was right you don't go to work if you don't get paid like Ooh. we have to reinforce behavior and all of that and so there is kind of this behavioral standpoint that I came from with kids yeah. and so I'd like yeah well like Liam needs money to do chores or whatever it is that reinforces him and then I was talking to somebody else actually I'll, I'll call her out but Rachel um, Beaten ball that works here, and oh, she yeah, yeah. said, "Yeah, we didn't give our kids
0: money for chores. Money
1: for chores because why would you? You know, that's just what they should yeah. do to exist." And I was like, "Oh, that feels like I should <laughs> do that thing." And so, yeah, and it cr- it really kind of convicted me because I was torn between what I've really my paradigm of how yeah. right you don't go to work if you don't get paid, right? Versus but yeah you should you should work if you don't get paid and like how do we create a culture of just the reinforcement is itself like the work that you did and you know that sort of thing and and realizing there's such a nuance to that in parenting like how do I manipulate an environment when I'm exhausted and yeah. just trying to you know just yep. trying to make it every yeah. day yeah um you know because and i think too that the stress in our lives is so different than it used to be sure you know and y'all i mean and i know i'm gonna tie everything back to social media because that's just what i'm gonna do um but you know we just exist in this whole other culture that we're spending mm-hmm. time investing in all of these people so how do i have time to strategize how to make my kid be intrinsically motivated by good work Cause that's a lot of effort. It is. I don't know. So yeah. I'm kind of picking on one thing yeah. here. Um, but that's true. Like there's, you know, I've seen, uh, you know, parents who, and one thing we've done with Liam, I'll say this, I'll pick on myself that I am proud of is that if Liam didn't do something well, we talk about what's important is that you continue to try and do that thing. Like you not doing it well is not what was important. The fact that you tried to do something and you failed at that's what matters. Right. And you know, and he is a smart kid, but we talk about being smart means you have a really great responsibility, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to engage in that, to try actually to work harder, to help your peers, you know, to do that piece. And he's, he, again, he's a good kid because Jesus and, (laughs) you know, um, and so he's taken that and he does that, but there's still those times that I'm like, you know, go learn your math problems, which he could learn in five seconds. And he's like, but it's so hard, you know, I was <laughs> sure. like, well, brother, you can do it now or you can do it later, <laughs> but right. it's happening now. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's so true. You know.
0: well, let me ask you this, cause this is what, this is what I battle in my mind As a parent, especially, and especially working at Mercy, because you hear so many stories of words that were spoken over people or things that were not spoken. Like, I never heard that they were proud of me. I never heard my parents say that they love. And so I tend to err on the opposite side because I'm like, words are life, you know, or in your words, there's life and death. And so I want to bring that to my kids. and so. My husband is better at checking me than this, especially because he's the type of guy that was like, "Not everybody should get a ribbon or a trophy just because you participated." Um, Right. And I'm like, "But if it encourages, you know." And so, walking that line, how do you walk that line of of encouragement and speaking life, but also like not praising? But yeah, how do you do do that? I think
1: you have to one. I mean, and we talk about this all the time, but what, what matters? Like for me Mm -hmm. as a parent, if I strip everything down and I have to have that time of reflection and time with the Lord, Mm -hmm. you know, of what really matters in this situation, what am I encouraging? Right. right? I think there's a level of, you know, and and look, I can go hardcore, you know, if you didn't win, you don't get a trophy and we can do all of that. There is a level of saying though, Hey, like you came, you showed up, you played all the ridiculous amounts of baseball games that we have for five-year-olds to play right you know you you came and did that so good job showing up and like that is something to be reinforced sure right but you know but then all the kids are like so we won and then we go no yeah Yeah. (laughs) like actually (laughs) didn't but yeah but the other thing and it talks about here a lack of warmth Mm -hmm. you know that's a piece too of of you just are so desperate to be cared for, Mm -hmm. you know, that you almost try and create an environment where you're a victim or where people have to care for Mm -hmm. you and you want to be entitled to however they should treat you right in a situation. And we see that when people walk through really hard trauma, they don't know how to deal with it in a healthy way, which is totally fine. But Mm -hmm. then their identity becomes this victim. And so they only know how to engage at a level of like, rescue me. Mm, rescue me rescue me rescue me because it feels good in a second for somebody to show up but then you wear them all out and there's never a point of where you get out of at the end of the day wanting to be rescued all the time is an is an entitlement right
0: yeah Yeah.
1: and it's really hard to say it because we because here's the thing just because we understand it doesn't make it right Mm -hmm. we should understand it we should try to get it it, you know we should be able to empathize but that doesn't make it the right thing for that Mm -hmm. person yeah for that's me good. to say well, I'm going to keep rescuing them because it's really hard for them.
0: Yeah.
1: You're that's a ter- don't do that. That's yeah. a terrible thing to do to yeah. them. <laughs> you know, sure. because we don't like as we, you know, as boundaries because yeah. we're going to quote that, yeah, right? They may hurt but they never harm. Mm. And so you being upset with me setting a boundary or saying hey, I can't participate in this, that's that's okay yeah like just like it is with my kid if he's upset he doesn't get to play the video games he wants to play Mm -hmm. i can see the big picture right i know great i don't care that you're upset about i mean i love you of course and i have to be careful because if i say i don't care he gets very upset he's like you don't care about me you know and he's eight right right right. it was like it's no it's just i don't care about this thing that's happening right now i care about you of course whether or not you play Fortnite, (laughs) i don't care so, you know, he will be all right. Bless the Lord. Yeah.
0: Mercy Multiplied is a free of charge Christian residential counseling program for young women between the ages of 13 through 32. See how one of our graduates left college to get help. I was nervous because I did not want to leave school. Again, that's the hesitations of what are people going to think? Am I ever going to catch up? people have paid money for me to be here, I've paid money for me to be here, is this really the plan, is this what I should do? It definitely was worth it because you have to go through that process of becoming healthier so that when you do graduate from a college, you can pursue what he's called you to pursue. Um, Don't quit, don't give up, don't give in, then he's gonna lead you and he's gonna guide you and he's gonna bless you girl no that makes that makes great sense and you um I mean you see this so much and you had a long line of of also I think walking this road not only with your own kid but in in the line of work that you do with counseling and so I think it's helpful to just even hear from someone who's doing this professionally like that hey you do have to have the warmth like don't discount that um and go swing to the other side of the pendulum but also like the balance the balance yeah yeah no That's good.
1: And it's okay, man. Tell your kid you love them, but it's okay that they work for it too. Right. Right. Or in counseling, I can't tell you how many times somebody's sitting across and they want everybody else to change Mm. except for them. Right. And we talk about this at at Empower, but if your freedom is based off the actions of anyone else, you will never be free. And so that's really what the the heart of that is, you know? That's good. Yeah. Anyway.
0: No, that's so, so good. Well, the next part of this conversation kind of goes into where Tonson, Tonson, <laughs> getting real fancy with his name. I thought Bernard? I Townsend. Can't, I can't do British and it not be Australian. It's It's not my gift. My spiritual gift. <laughs> so to do it's accent. not British? It's, it's Australian.
1: Not.
0: I got it. Okay. Bless. Um, but he talks about something to address this head on, and that is the hard way principles. And it's five biblical principles that also research has shown to support in this area. And we're going to get into more details of what those actually are on our next episode. But for now, there's just a few practical things that we can do to examine the areas in our own life that we need to get honest about. So um. Yeah, Brooke, would you kind of kind of, bring us in this next se- section here?
1: Yeah, so, and you know, at Mercy we do we're like all things practical Absolutely. which I feel like at some point we just need to put on a shirt. I've, I've started to realize we say lots it's, of things. We do. If, yeah. I was
0: just thinking that a mug, the one about the yeah. freedom of somebody else's freedom depends on you, or on... How did you say that?
1: Yeah, it was really great. Was but let's good. not put that on coffee okay. mug. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that, you know, like, mercy believes in practicality needs absolutely. to be on a shirt somewhere, right? We just wear it to Empower, and every time we want to say it, be like, here. Anyway, it. all right, so so here are some things. Um, yeah, just to be thinking about as we move forward in the season. This is not in the season, in the series. Yeah, Season, series, it is, it's fine. Uh, number one, do not forget compassion. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, guys, and honestly, if you just exist in this world, you probably need to do this. And some of you are better people than me. So I'll tell you what, people, those of you that are like me, um, really ask the Lord to just help you have compassion for those in your life that struggle with an area of entitlement. It's probably for some people the most difficult thing. Mm. It's difficult to understand. And most people that struggle with entitlement are not open to deep conversation and reflection self-reflection so that's really tough right and so ask for wisdom healthy boundaries and you know as townsend said remember that their attitude is not wholly of their own choice and so Mm -hmm. you know there's a reason they exist the way they exist and again we're not saying it's right sure but there's, it's really difficult to bring somebody on the other side if you don't have compassion and understanding for how they got there. That's good. If that makes sense. Absolutely. So, um, look at your own pocket entitlements. Yeah, yeah, I know. We right, always yeah. self reflect, um, and so yeah, you probably figured that was coming. Um, but truly, like, and honestly, I always say this: if if there's a problem with somebody else, try and look at yourself first mm-hmm. and get that lined out, yeah. and then you can kind of approach. I feel like that's biblical, right? Ab- absolutely. Um, yeah, and so look at the areas yes. where you assume an "I deserve" attitude mm-hmm. and take charge of them. Uh, Townsend says what you notice tends to improve. Um, over time I can tell you this just real quick so when I got to hear him speak and every time he speaks like I'm there yeah. and eventually <laughs> he's just going to be like yeah hey
0: girl yeah, I know you yeah. let's be friends that's
1: right yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm like I work at Mercy come, come right by the next yeah. me. And, um, but he said something he was like when we say and we'll talk about this I know I deserve like you mm-hmm. give over your power yes, yes. and I cannot tell you how many times that I realize I use that word not even necessarily for myself but for other people oh, wow. I was like oh that does that's not wow. good and you know I believe language matters And so that shifted a lot for me. Um, And then number three, review the list of the causes of entitlement. So make sure you understand, you know, how someone who struggles with entitlement got to where they were, which kind of circles back to the first part of having compassion and, you know, check and see if you played a part in how that person was influenced, parents, Mm. and take ownership, parents. And so, yeah, I mean, because here's the thing, and we've talked about this before, but If you raised a kid, you let them be entitled somewhere. Yeah. And I've told this story before, but, you know, I've worked with so many families, their kids struggling with addiction or really hard things. And they were like, basically, the parent was like, I don't understand. I gave them everything I never had. Right. And so the parent appreciates it because they grew up in an abusive situation or a poverty situation. So they worked hard to Mm -hmm. shift their circumstances. Right. But your kid didn't experience that. Mm -hmm. They don't have anything to compare it to. So all they knew was that you bought them a boat when they wanted a boat, or you got them the things when they wanted the things. Right. And so they don't have like the humble peace that comes from, you know the trauma or whatever yep. you as a parent worked through. Yep. And so because we understand it, we somehow think they will be appreciative of mm, it and children point. are not golden retrievers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish they were that's, sometimes, but they're not. Well, yeah. Not so, yeah. So does that, I don't know if that oh, kind yeah. of, but I think there's that piece of, and so these parents did everything they thought was right. Right. It's just understanding like your kid just doesn't get it. Cause they don't, mm-hmm. they didn't walk your story. They didn't yes. see how hard you worked. They just yes. woke up in this. Place where yeah. you worked hard and provided for them, man, girl, right? absolutely.
0: So. No, that's so good. We're walking that line right now, like so strongly. With well, I say so strongly, meaning that it's hard if we're not what well, we're not doing it strongly. If that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it is a struggle that because ended my, up somewhere different. It, yeah. it did, yeah. See where I took that because our oldest um, ha, is having a hard time understanding this concept of where money comes from and how things are bought and right. wanting to obviously by and there was definitely a series of time especially when we were stressed and we were moving where i would just reward not necessarily good behavior but maybe things that didn't take a lot of effort with buying things like, oh, if we do right. this, we'll get a treat or we'll do this. Right. And so now it's really, it's crazy. That was like this two month window, oh, but yeah. that reinforced this expectation of, hey, are we going to get a treat today? Now that we're going, it's like, oh, we're going to Target. Can I get, and it's, I did that though. I yeah. totally did that. Right. So it, And then doing it is way harder <laughs> than <laughs> just stopping it in the yep. middle and being like, actually, I'm going to deal with this tantrum right now in Target because it's going to yes. be easier than having to go back and re undo this, this mindset in you.
1: Right. Yeah. Because if you give in during the tantrum, you just reinforced it I know. Ten literally 10 times I know. more. Yeah. I know. Oh. And so, yeah, but that's, I mean, and look, here's, it's just, I mean, it's just existing with children. Like it's just parenting. You're right. I can't tell you how many times I reinforced Liam for just just being awesome yep like here you go thanks for not being a burden today right. or whatever yeah. it was yeah. that we you know decided right. and so then he was like so what do I get when I, I do whatever I mean yes. I what this would be like do I get anything for this or is this just something I have to do this yeah. is something you have to do right so go back I love it yeah but I mean it but I caught that too if that you know yeah. and um so anyway it's yeah. and it's it's just it's just part of it yeah it's just gonna be what it is but yeah the the, the cool thing is that you realized it and then you go oh Oh, so that's not what I want right. for my kid, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, or you know, when they talk about reinforcing with food or like, yeah, whatever it is, you know. Yes. So oh anyway, gosh. yeah,
0: doing uh, good, guys. This series is actually a live counseling session between <laughs> Brooke and I, so I hope you glean a lot from this right now. <laughs> Just helping me in my parenting. Oh, we're so glad you're here with us on this journey. It's going to be good. It's going to be challenging, I think, at times. But like Brooke said, it's not hopeless. There's going to be Um, again practical we always love the practical just things that we can actually do and implement in our own lives and our kids lives and our friends lives even we're going to be talking about conversations that um, we can have with our friends when we see this and even ways um, to be sensitive when others have that conversation with us so we hope that you will join us here for this uh, next week as we dive into the entitlement cure we're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.